Evolution Org podcast coming your way, guys. This is number 339. We have a Q&A episode coming your way. Steve Smee here and Mr. Rick. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Straight out of the Bronx, the ghetto of the Bronx, guys. We're filming this in the basement. We got a building right here in New York City. So we're filming this right in the hood. So let's get to the first one, Rick. Um, well, before we get to that, actually, we have a new custom now we're going to try out on this podcast. It was Rick's idea. Do Rick, we, tell us. Do we call it a custom or a new, new what? New thing? New... All right. So if you uh, sit through the, through the credits after the disclaimer, Steve and I are going to uh, tell a joke after each Q&A podcast. He'll throw one out and I'll throw one out. Because Steve just loves jokes and he's always trying to incorporate them into the podcast. So what we're going to do is, I like jokes too. I just don't try to incorporate them into the podcast. So at the end of every single podcast, not every single Q&A podcast, um, we'll have the music, we'll have the disclaimer, legal disclaimer. And then after that, it'll be an extra part of the show. Steve will tell one, I'll tell one. And um, the idea is to really bring good jokes, man. Just bring the shit. And, it's, and it should be fitness related. It should be fitness or relationship related, which is what we cover on the show, right? So we'll have either good relationship, sex, or fitness jokes. It, it'll, it'll, it'll have one, one or the other. Good deal? Good deal, Steve? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do right. my best. My joke today is kind of thin. It's thin because Rick didn't give me a chance to prepare, so I apologize. I'm sure Rick's joke's going to be better, but I will kick Rick's ass in the future, I promise. Listen, yeah, one I'm of my fortes and hobbies I'm an incredible joke teller. I just don't get on here and do it. It's not, you know, it's not, I don't think people come to us for that. But those that want to hear us, oh man, my stomach's growling, fucking fasting. So those that want to hear us, um, let's go. You guys ready to go? All right, so let, let's get started with the podcast. And, you know, today we start that end of the podcast after disclaimer, jokes. Yep. So let's get to the good stuff first, the steroid topics. The first one is trend and mental effects. How many times have we heard guys run trend, Rick, and they end up cheating on their girlfriend or wife, they end up destroying their relationship, or they end up in fucking jail for doing something stupid that they would never do off a of trend? So why does trend screw you up mentally? So, you know, a couple of reasons why, guys, is the dopamine effects. The neurotransmitters in your brain start firing off so when you run trend, if you're fighting an addiction and you run trend, it's a bad, bad idea. The timing is horrible because you are likely going to want to go back to your addiction. It's very hard to quit an addiction while on trend. So don't use trend if you're fighting an addiction. Don't use trend if you have a temptation to go and bang other women. Don't use trend if you're in a good relationship that's kind of on shaky grounds and you're trying to get it, get the ship right because trend will derail it even further. And you probably don't want to run trend if you've got a really bad temper and you've had, you know, two other situations where you've been in road, road rage incidences because you lose your temper. So, I can tell you the first time I ran trend, I was very impatient because I'm already an impatient person. So running trend made me even more impatient. So like if I went to a restaurant and I was sitting there waiting for my food and the waitress took a long time to bring me my food or she brought me my food and she screwed something up and didn't bring me what I was supposed to get, I would get pissed. I would become a, an asshole, you know, because I was impatient. So, I mean, these are things that you're going to experience on trend that you wouldn't experience on different steroids. Rick, what are your thoughts on this? Like all androgens, trembolone will affect your brain. You have androgen receptors in the cells in your brain, and they're there to receive signals from the sex hormone. So obviously it's going to have an effect when you have more testosterone in your system if you're in a relationship, you want to stray more, you're more interested in spreading your seed. It's one of the things that happen when men get married and have kids and, li and live with a female, their testosterone levels naturally drop, less makes them less likely to stray, less aggressive around 
the the weaker sex and and the infants. It's just an evolutionary thing. When you raise your testosterone levels synthetically, basically raising your androgen levels synthetically using Trembolone, obviously it's going to make you want to stray more. It's going to make you more confident. It's going to even give you a quicker temper, make you even think a bit less about consequences. It's just that little bit less. You know, it's maybe the difference between being in an argument with someone and being in front of their face, face to face. And when you're not under Trembolone, you, you run through all the consequences in your mind of swinging on this guy. When you are on the tremble on, you might, you might just throw that first punch. You know, you might just, you might just throw it. Not to say that tremble on will make you go out of your way to get into a, a face-to-face situation with someone to begin with. I'm not suggesting it, it changes your mind that drastically, like, like stimulants, amphetamines, cocaine, things like that would. But if you did happen to find yourself in that situation, if you did happen to unavoidably be you know, face-to-face with another male and it got heated, chances are on trend you might swing when you might not otherwise. And even same thing with a female. You know, If a female's being receptive, even if you have a relationship, maybe children at home, when you're on the trembolone, you might be more likely to take those two or three steps over and say, hey, what's up? When if not being on the trend, you see her looking at you and you're like, ah, yeah, that's a lot of trouble. I got wifey, I got the babies. Let me, let me just walk my ass on, on. It's not to say that you take tremble and again, and then you're going to go out specifically looking for women. No, nah, not that. doesn't make you that crazy. But while on the tremble on, you might just, again, take those two or three steps if the situation presented itself. If you're at that, if you're a Walmart shopping for the for family and a scripper is on her day off, you know, getting her, her stuff that she needs for the house. And you might just take those few extra steps over there and start chatting when on tremble on then when not. So I've, I've heard from people, Rick, that they've run trend and done some kinky stuff, like threesomes, swinging, all kinds of stuff that they never even thought about doing off a of trend so it's definitely the combination of those neurotransmitter neurotransmitters in your brain firing off and those androgens making you basically not even think think straight when it comes to your libido and the things you think i can tell you i've i've lost every relationship i've been i've actually sacrificed because of trend i've uh, basically being on trend has destroyed my relationships so I've not ran trend in maybe three or four years now. And I feel like, you know, I'm scared to run it now because I don't want to screw up my relationship. And I'll give you an example. I was at the beach yesterday and I saw this beautiful MILF. I mean, beautiful, beautiful. She was in her bikini. I mean, gorgeous. She had sand all over her. Beautiful, beautiful type of woman. Brunette, light skin. You know, she had a little curves on her. Not the women you're into, Rick. But like, you know, she had some, some, you know, the mom bod, you know? And I was like, damn, she is gorgeous. But if I was on trend, I probably would have went up to her and talked to her. Maybe, you know, got her number or something. But now, you know, I'm not on trend. I got no desire to do it. You know, I'm like, no, it's not worth it. Like you said, it's not worth the aggravation. So, you know, it's all about trend just completely changes the way you, you think, the way some of the things you do. So. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, it's it's crazy. Anything else you want to add? You could probably look this up. There was a, a guy in Europe. I can't remember the country of you. I'm not going to Google this. So you guys could probably find it. He won a lawsuit against a major, major pharmaceutical company because he took some medication. I believe it was either anti-Parkinson's or anti-Alzheimer's medication, one of those two. And he went from being just a regular guy to being a, a, a homosexual a sex addict gambler while he was taking this medication. Um, what was it for seizures? Man, I can't remember. You guys are going to have to Google that shit. But That makes sense what you just said. The first thing you said before Alzheimer's, what did you see? Parkinson's, right? Parkinson's. That makes sense because um, it's been shown that if you boost dopamine levels and you lower prolactin, uh, that can actually um, help with Parkinson's. 
So that makes sense that running Tran yeah. throws off the dopamine and throws off the prolactin, and that caused him to have, you know, get kinky. He got kinky. He started getting into the bisexuality. And started, he was he, you know, he he crashed. I mean, just left his family. Spent all of his all of his retirement nest egg on on gay male prostitutes and gambling. And then he got off the medication and looked back and said, "What the fuck was I doing?" Took the company to court. And uh, he, he got paid, apparently. So you can really, uh, the effects on your brain, on the receptors in your brain are profound, both estrogen and androgens. And if you're into like porn, um, a buddy of mine, this is an old friend of mine, he is, he is fucked up. I mean, this guy is fucked up as it is. His parents got divorced when he was a teenager. They were... He, obviously he saw abuse as a teenager he saw his parents abusing each other but this guy is fucked up so he gets married doesn't even bang his wife he bangs his wife twice in two years i'm like dude why'd you marry a girl who you're not even <laughs> into but this dude while he was on trend he told me the story he was married and he would basically go on these apps and meet up with women men you know all kinds of you know chicks with dicks every anytime anything and he would just had such a um, compulsion that he couldn't help himself. And his wife, she's so fucking stupid that she didn't even find out about this until her mom went on his email and saw all these emails from different men and women. And that's when, that's when he finally got busted. He ended up getting divorced. And this guy is fucked up. I don't even talk to the guy anymore. I don't want to have anything to do with him because anyone who would do that to their wife is a piece of shit. So I don't want to have anything to do with the guy. But it just shows you how trend can take a compulsion you already have and take it to, to another level. So be very careful if you run trend. It can really, really uh, change the way you think. And he was a gambler as well, Rick. You bring up a good point. He was a big-time gambler. The dude went to Vegas one time with, a, with a, um, a bag of cash. I think it was like 15 grand of cash. Flew to Vegas, came back, broke. He spent all his money on hookers and, and gambling. So yeah, I mean, this is uh, it's some people should not be using trend for for that reason. Yeah, trembolone is. I mean, it's it's. I guess, I guess if you, I think trembolone is. I've always said it. Don't use it. It's not 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 necessary. But man, if you only ran it like a hundred megs of of an athlete a week, just that much, I think it'll it'll enhance the way other steroids work. It'll help your motivation mindset. It, it, it I think it'll improve your sex life a little bit it's only when you when you start doing you know 100 milligrams of acetate every other day you know or doing 500 milligrams or 400 milligrams of testosterone of trembolone per week then now you get the crazy now you get the side effects now you get a really bad insomnia you get some of the really bad stuff from it the night sweats um kidney toxicity all this stuff but i think Personally, here thinking about it and going over in the podcast and all the mental effects that I remember getting on trend, man, I got to tell you, maybe 50, 100 megs a week on your cycle, it might be, you might get a good boost in motivation. It'll make the way everything else works better. Might, might not, might actually have a place at that dose. And look, I got to tell you something. I think, because I, I stay a single guy and I keep saying on the podcast, you know, don't be desperate, don't be lonely, right? I say that all the time. I think one of the things that helps is I have pretty good high androgen levels. And whenever I might, I might even, the thought might even cross my mind to get a little bit lonely. It just, the androgens made me think of the possibilities of the world and what's outside of my door when I step out of it and, and just every good thing that the world has in store for me. <laughs> and I think maybe if I, ever let my androgens levels drop and I didn't uh, have the, this, this high androgen level that makes me want to see what's out there for me. Maybe I would get a little sad and a little lonely, you know, in these four corners, just thinking I'm on my lonesome, you know, and that I've maybe I've missed out or something. So androgens do have a huge effect on you. You know, just ask any guy who's in his forties, fifties, and just got on TRT like a few months ago. And he'll tell you, man, he's walking around just feeling like shit. Got on TRT, boom, feeling like a young man again. You know, wanting to, to do shit. 
wanting to almost almost like you want to start your life over when you're in your 40s 50s never juiced and then you go on trt and any of you guys listening to me know exactly what i'm talking about if you went natural through that testosterone drop from 35 all the way to 45 50 you know once you got on that trt and you got that, that little bit of, of testosterone in your system change your life change your life that same dose you give that to a 21 22 23 year old he might say, hey, I got a little bloating, a little acne. I don't know if I know this much. But you take 100 megs a week to a 55-year-old man, you give him 100 weeks of, of test a week, change his entire life, bro. Just change his, his entire, just everything that goes through that man's head from the time he wakes up until he goes to sleep, it's changed up from having that, that extra testosterone. It's, it's just what it is, man. All right, so we're going to transition. We're going to talk another mental one, uh, mental effects of high and low estrogen on cycle and PCT. So I'm going to bring in Rick early on this one. He's an expert on estrogen. He's dealt with gyno. Uh, but let me just first say your estrogen levels should be somewhere between maybe 12, 15, up until maybe 30, somewhere in there. You don't want it too high. If it's too high, you open yourself up to estrogenic side effects. You open yourself up to high blood pressure, water retention, bloating, um, gynecomastia, which are bitch sits, of course, side effects like that. But if it's too low, if you run a cycle and you, you hammer an AI and your estrogen levels dip under 10, under five, almost to zero, now you're dealing with other side effects, mood changes. You might feel like a bitch, depression, your libido is going to take a beating. So as much as high estrogen isn't good, low estrogen is also not good. And it used to be back in the day, everybody was obsessed over keeping estrogen low. That's all they cared about because for years, they didn't have access to AIs. Remember, aromacin didn't even come around until the 2000s. And they didn't know um, about, they didn't even know what an AI was. 70s, 80s, they didn't have AIs around. They didn't even know about Novadex really till the late 80s. Uh, till you know, some gurus came up with the idea to run Novadex on cycle. So they always had to deal with estrogen if they ran something that aromatized. That's why guys in the 70s and 80s and before, they never ran testosterone on their cycles because testosterone aromatizes too much. So they knew to stay away from testosterone for that reason. But now we have access to AIs. We have access to all these ancillaries, we don't have to worry about estrogen. But the mistake guys are making today, Rick, is sometimes they'll slam their estrogen too low. So you really have to make sure your estrogen is balanced. Talk a little bit about estrogen and mental effects. Because I know for me, if I slam my estrogen low, it's definitely drops my libido, makes me feel moody. Um, we hear that a lot with Clomid. People who run a lot of Clomid, they'll feel like a bitch, basically on Clomid. Yeah, one of the problems with estrogen is that it never just stays just too low or if it or too high. Estrogen, it's I feel like, and at least from looking back on my blood test, will actually fluctuate a bit more than steroids. And I guess that then your testosterone, I guess that makes sense because when you're injecting and steroids, it's got esters, it's it's time release while your estrogen is based on conversion, enzymatic conversion. And so it can vary. Uh, and that is one of the things that'll drive you a little bit nuts is, is the drops in estrogens and the high in estrogen. Again, you have estrogen receptors in your brain. It's one of the reasons why Clomid makes you so moody because Clomid is there to, to block estrogen out of the receptors of the hippocampus, the part of your brain that is actually in charge of managing the, how much LA, LH and FSH is released from your pituitary gland. And so it, it blocks regular estrogen out of there so that, your, so that your brain can't tell that you have high estrogen. It'll continue to make these two hormones that will make you create testosterone. You know, that's a, that, that's a, that's a safety in place, right? The fact that your brain can detect high estrogen levels. And then what it does is it shuts down production of LH and FSH in order to not make any more testosterone because the problem in a body that's not enhanced, you're not shooting uh, synthetics into it, is that natural test would get too high and then estrogen conversion becomes, gets out of, gets out of whack because it's, it's an enzyme conversion. 
Now, Clomid will get in there and will block estrogen now, but it'll also attach to other estrogen receptors around the brain. And, and in some of those, it'll have somewhat of an action or either, it could either block out regular estrogen out or in others, it might actually activate them depending on the type of, of receptor and part of the brain it's at. And then you start to get these mood swings. That's why Clomid always makes you moody, makes you want to cry at the end of a movie, makes you really kind of weepy. I've always found that a good dose of tribulus, good high quality tribulus along with the Clomid really, really helps um, kind of reverse that moodiness and all that. Because the, the, Clom- the tribulus, I found, I feel, and I think a lot of uh, guys that know their shit agree with me, it, it just makes your brain way more sensitive to those androgens. And that has a balancing effect on the estrogen, I feel like. And also, um, along, to go along with Clomid, something that really helps your testicles get back up to size really quickly is Fidoja agrestis. You know, it's why those two herbs are in my HC Generate product. HCGenerate.com, guys. Go to HCGenerate.com. It's my product. And that product I developed to be taken along with the Clomid so that you don't get all of these moody effects. You don't feel like shit. You stay motivated to go to the gym. You stay feeling great. Libido is not affected. And it helps your testicles get right back up to size. Semen volume gets right back up to normal uh, while you're on it. And it does it in three to five days. It's meant to be taken along with the Clomid. Because I've identified some of these issues at the very start when I started using steroids. And I used to use Clomid for post-cycle therapy along with ACG back in 2003, 2001, 2002. I started to have issues with the Clomid. I started to realize I had issues with the Clomid around 2001. And one of my first uh, go-to things that I tried is I took Tribex from Biotest along with the Clomid, which was really good, high-quality Bulgarian tribulus terrestrial you could get from T-Nation back in the day. This is the year 2001. And I noticed, man, when I took that Tribex with the Clomid, felt so good on it. But the cycles where I didn't take the Tribex with it, I just didn't have it, didn't think I needed it. Man, I was so moody. So I even as early on as, you know, 21, 22, I started to realize, hey, man, wait a minute, tribulus along with Clomid, good high quality tribulus does work. And then, you know, a decade later when I create my brand, obviously I'm using the, the same knowledge now to, to create that. So effects of estrogen in, in the brain are just, this is the reason Clomid does that to you because of the different effects that estrogen has in your brain. And Clomid will also attach to those receptors. So I expanded the talk into Clomid because Steve is doing a great job of, of just talking about the estrogen. That's good. Um, I think just adding in a little bit of talking about Clomid because Clomid is a selective estrogen receptor modulator. And this is estrogen that you're basically synthetic estrogen analogs kind of that you're, that you're putting into your system, that you're taking in. And, and that also has effects on your brain. Right, Steve? Yes, sir. That's good. That's a good explanation for sure. So let's let's get into sustenance. <laughs> the third topic is sustenance. Um, so basically, sustenance, guys. I think a lot of people don't understand sustenance. They don't understand. Wait, wait, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? We could edit this out. It's <laughs> just the way. Oh my god! I just, <laughs> I just, I just did a whole Clomid episode on uh, on one of the questions, right? Uh, no, no, no. That's the way you looked at me. You're like Rick is like Rick is like yeah. Rick's like looks at me like you know Steve saved me here. It's just funny. He gave me one of those looks. So, okay. So sustenance, I think the miscommunication with sustenance, guys don't understand. And um, I, I talked to my client about this and sustenance is testosterone. It's four different esters of testosterone. Um, it's a hundred milligrams of the testosterone decanoate ester or decanate as people, some people call it. Then it's got testosterone isocapriate, 60 milligrams. And it's got testosterone phenylpropionate, 60 milligrams. And then testosterone propionate is 30 milligrams. But you see guys on forums always tell guys, I say 80% of guys on forums and social media, they'll tell people, what are they going to tell people, Rick? They always tell people, oh, I got to run sustenance every other day because it's, uh, it's, it's got prop in it. But they don't understand the way sustenance was designed. It was actually designed for TRT. You inject the full CC. 250 milligrams infrequently, meaning you'd inject that 250 milligram CC 
once every two weeks or once every three weeks. And one ester picks up after another. So the propionate would kick in first, then the phenylpropionate would kick in, then the isocapriate will kick in, then the degenate, which is a 16 or 17 day half light, will kick in. So they kick in, you know, over time. And then as you inject it over time, it builds up in your system. And then after a couple months, it reaches peak level. So if you're on TRT long term, the benefit is you, you don't have to inject it more than once every two weeks or once every three weeks. And that's the way they run it in Britain when they do TRT. Now, if you're in the United States, they don't prescribe sustenance for TRT. They, they will typically prescribe either sepinate or anthate. Okay, so that makes it simple. So really sustenance, it's one of those things where I don't recommend it if you're running a short cycle. I'd only recommend if you're running an extremely long cycle or you're blasting and cruising or you're, you want to do something different for TRT. I mean, that'd be the only re way I would recommend using it. See, in the old days, some sources, they wouldn't have anything for you except sustenance because they'd be out of stock with the sepinate and they would be the only long ester they'd have. So some guys would use sustenance. Now, you're not going to find a source that has sustenance but doesn't have the other or sepinate. So it's not even, it's kind of a moot point, but I'm not saying I'm against sustenin, but I'm just saying guys have to realize how to properly run it and you don't inject it every other day. That makes absolutely no sense. You're actually causing a roller coaster by injecting it that, that often. So, you know, that's, that's the skinny on sustenin guys, but just remember at the end of the day, it's, it's sustenin. It's just four different esters all in one and they, they came up with it for TRT, not to inject it every other day, but to inject it once or twice a month even. Anything else you want to add, Greg? We did a whole Sustanon show. Well, maybe while I'm talking about Sustanon, you could tell us what, what show that is, Steve. But we did a whole show on Sustanon, and I'll sum it up for you guys like this. Uh, it, Sustanon is kind of not worth the money. If you're a steroid user and you're going to inject your testosterone every three days to every seven days, it's just not worth it. It's it's more expensive than an antate milligram per milligram, definitely more expensive than prop milligram per milligram. And the longer esters, uh, we've already discussed on the podcast, you get less active steroid because when they, when they give you 100 milligrams of testosterone decanoid, let's say, they're weighing the whole thing. They're weighing the testosterone with the ester attached to it with always. And your body has to remove the ester before it can use before it can use the steroid. And so that weight of the ester is is null. It, it doesn't build muscle. So you get a, a longer ester on it. Uh, it's more expensive. So an amp, let's say an ampule of 250 megs of testosterone and ethate will have yeah, maybe a little bit more active testosterone than a 250 mg amp of, of sustenon. And definitely 250 mg of propionate will definitely have more active testosterone because that propionate ester is really short than, than sustenon. So price-wise, it's not worth it. Sustenon was just developed for guys who are going to go to their doctor or even shoot it themselves, the red ejects, once, twice a month. It's good because if you're a TRT patient, and man, your, your shot is due today. Those last couple of days before the shot tend to be, tend to feel that low testosterone. So if you shoot the sustenon, the propionate, the first short ester hits you right away within the first few hours actually starts to work. And then over the next few days, the other esters pick up. So it's great. And then uh, two weeks in, the longer ester is picking up. And so you don't get that drop. And that's great for, for testosterone replacement therapy once a month, twice a month application. It's great for that. It's worth the money in that regard. But steroid users, you know, shooting th every three days, seven days, absolutely no need. Waste of money. I guess it'll, because of the esters, it'll keep your testosterone levels more steady, more balanced. If you went and got a testosterone test every day at the same, at the same time, and you compare it over, over weeks, all of those tests, if you were on the sustenance, the number would stay way more steady than if you were on an athlete, right? But it, it, maybe for guys like me that are really prone to gynecomastia, you, you might have an additional benefit, steroid user. But really, you're, you know, you're not going to have a, 
a ton of additional benefits. Also, that sustenance is going to take longer to build up. Propionate, inactate, propionate first week, inactate two weeks, pretty well build up. It's at full strength. Sustenon, taking a little bit longer for that for it to build up at full strength too because of that longer ester. And, and most of the weight of the compound is in that longer ester, right? So it's just not, um, yeah, again, uh, money-wise, steroid user, save your money. Don't go with Sustanon. And, and look, if you could get human-grade original organon, whomever is making Sustanon, hit that. That's cool. But if you're buying it from a source and you're relying on them to make the sustenon with four esters and you're hoping that they'll always have the four esters to always make your sustenon, you don't know, man. Chances are sometimes when you get it, it'll have really just three esters in there instead of the four. Chances are sometimes when you get it, they maybe ran out of, of prop for whatever reason. So they're just going to load up a little bit more of, of the middle ester. You just, just don't, just don't know really. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you, if you could get good sustenon, that's the other part. Human-grade sustenon, why not hit it? Pay the extra money. It's human-grade. Good steroid. Hit it. You got the money? Do it. But if you're going to underground it anyway, and you're just going to pay more for some underground sustenon that you're, you think or you're being told is for esters, and paying more than that for just your anate, then maybe no reason to, right? Yeah, so 278, 284 with a uh, podcast where we talked about all of testosterone. So you guys can listen to those podcasts. And we had a sustenance specific podcast, didn't we? No? I don't. Um, we talked about sustenance in a, uh, a couple of podcasts, but no, we, I don't think we, we had one specifically. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't, I don't, I don't remember it, but we kind of talked about it in, with testosterone. And we had, you know, it's a, it's a good thing we, we've done here, Steve, we've, the way we've structured the podcast, um, because we don't tie the content to current events. People can go and just binge listen to these. And it's, since you're not, since you're not, you don't feel like you're, you're listening to something old because we don't talk about the game or anything like that. I think it's pretty cool. A lot of people binge listen to the podcast. They're nice and short. So, you know, it's funny. I think most people are, are willing to binge listen to four or five podcasts if they're about 30 minutes a piece, but that same person maybe won't sit through a two and a half hour podcast, but they'll listen to five 30 minute podcasts, which is pretty interesting. All right, guys. So the next one we're going to talk about is steroids after 55 and Nelson, I know you did a special podcast about over 55. Is that still going on or did yes. you guys stop it? Now, yes, it's still going on. Um, ageofmuscle.com. If you go to ageofmuscle.com, it'll forward you right to, to, to check out the podcast. And no, that, that's still going on. Uh, some things had to, had to get put on hold because, as you know, I moved uh, the business and myself, my life from Las Vegas over to New York. So everything slowed down just a little bit. I, I couldn't record podcasts from, for a couple of weeks. I mean, it, it got really complex. But now we're, we're back in the game. Uh, we've got about two other episodes that are, that are recorded, ready to go. And yeah, that, that's still going, man. Ageofmuscle.com. I think you guys are going to, any of you bros out there that are aging bros, you know, over 35, 40, 45, 50, all you guys are really going to enjoy this podcast and, and going on this journey with, with me and Nelson. And to just getting older and continuing to look good and perform good as, as we get into, into the higher age. I just turned 40 a couple of days ago. So definitely doing the podcast with Nelson every week really keeps me really motivated to now live the lifestyle, research all the, all the new things that I need to research now getting older. And it just really keeps me motivated to, to keep conscious of that, that as I'm getting older, it's harder to stay in shape. It's harder to build muscle. It's harder to burn fat. And it, you, just, you need to, you can't put as much in as different drugs as you can through your system. Everything is, is different. So it's, it's a good thing, man. Yeah. So steroids after 55. Um, so here's what I would, I would say. I will start off with this, Steve. Definitely you need to be on TRT, testosterone replacement therapy. If you're 40, 45, and you're not on testosterone replacement therapy, then you, know, you need to be because you can get your stuff legally, get good human-grade stuff, nothing to worry about. I think for guys 55, just a little bit of testosterone is good enough to do what you need to do. 
which is just feel better, build muscle. I think you're, you're good with just that. You don't need to get too fancy with anything else. But if you're going to add a little more strength, add a little bit, add a little bit more of anything. We just did our last podcast on Osterin. I think Osterin, along with testosterone for a 55-year-old guy, good. If you can just get on, on human-grade testosterone and, and human growth hormone from the pharmacy at 55, fountain of youth. And then you throw maybe a little bit of Osterin and maybe a little bit of S4 here and there onto that mix, and you're, you're good to go, man. You're going to be healing your body, reversing the clock in a lot of different ways, and you're good. That testosterone is going to increase your libido, give you more muscle mass, make it easier to burn fat, get your dick standing hard every morning, feel real good. That HEH is going to turn back the clock a little bit on your skin, even on your scalp a little bit. It's going to make it easier to burn fat. It's going to make your joints and everything just feel that much better. It's going to reverse the clock a, a little bit. And then you throw the osterin. It's going to help your frame. It's going to build up, build up your, 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 um, your frame. is going to help you repair old injuries. Yoga, good technique when you're lifting. And you're a 55-year-old guy. You're, you're good, man. What else on top of that? Um, How about fasting? Fasting absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Fasting. Anti-aging. Fasting is the best thing for anti-aging. Fasting. Dry fasting. Wet, you know, moderation. Wet. In food moderation, like eating huge meals isn't going to fly anymore when you're over 50. Yeah, when you're over 50, you want to you wanna start eating a little bit less. You want to start trying to wind down a little and bit And the less. same goes moderation with steroids. Uh, the best way to kill yourself over 55, uh, the number one killer is, is, is heart disease. So how do you get heart disease? How do you screw up your prostate and the process as well? Abuse steroids. So you're really over 55. You're not going to be able to run the same well, type of cycle and, as you're and, running at 35. And this is something I discussed with Nelson on, on the first episode of the podcast, funny enough. Uh, going into 40, I've been dabbling and using steroids, SARMs, research cams, peptides, one way or another even just tested them out sometimes, supplements, for about 20 years. So I put a lot of stuff through my body. So not going into 40, I'm going into 40, having put a lot of shit through my body. Um, not as much as a competitor would to get on stage, you know, a couple of times a year. I really put a lot of shit through my body then. But no, j just enough to where like, okay, it's something to think about. If you're 50, 55, 45, and you've never done steroids before, it's actually not, I personally think you maybe don't have a ton of stuff to worry about. You don't have this residual toxicity, this residual uh, things that come with, with the use over the years. You're starting off, uh, besides what your normal living would have brought you to this point, you're starting off pretty fresh as far as what your body, what your body has gone through. So just something to think about. You know, what Steve says is right, but I think, for example, Another guy that's 40 and's never used steroids, his body might might have less of a chance of, of developing problems than maybe mine's, if genetics being the same, right? Gen then maybe mine's because it's been 20 years since I've been I've been shooting something at least for, for a few weeks out of the year. So all right, guys. So last topic. Let's hit this right. Training and dating in COVID. So uh I'm going to let you rant about this because you just moved and not only dealing with COVID, but also dealing with the move. Moving is a pain in the ass as it is because you have to take time away from training. Um, you have to move your shit. You get shit lost. You get shit stolen. You got to find a new gym. You got to cancel your old gym membership and hope they don't keep billing you. So sometimes you end up having to fight with them. It's just a huge pain in the ass. So, you know, you've been kind of upset lately. Um, I've noticed you haven't been too happy lately. Um, so I've been trying to cheer Rick up, guys. Uh, tell us about your problem. When you, when you can't work out, you know, and you're already under a lot of stress and you're already depressed about shit, not being able to work out will make it only worse. So tell us about your story, Rick. What, what do you want to talk about here with this topic? Training and dating, yeah. What do you mean what I want to talk about? You got the smirk in your face like you're setting me up for something. 
Invading you? No, no, training with COVID. You were complaining because you move, you move to the Bronx and everything's closed. <laughs> so now you're having so, trouble working out. Well, Tell us yeah, yeah, that. definitely. You know, every experience is a discovery in itself, right? So uh, gyms are closed. I do have weights at home. Dojo is closed. I can't get to any MMA gym where somebody will, will roll with me. You know, maybe just bang around a little bit. It's not happening. No heavy bag. You know, that part is really affecting me not having a heavy bag. Because even when I'm not, nobody enjoys getting punched in the face. So even when I'm out there and I'm not getting punched in the head or getting my arms twisted, I do enjoy the heavy bag. I've worked on the computer now for about 16 years out of my life, typing pages and pages every day. Even if it's just answering emails, just type a lot. But I don't have carpal tunnel. Don't. My hands feel perfect. And the reason for that is because I think I've been hitting the heavy bag bare knuckle now for around over a decade. And so I think some of that shock, some of that damage, it, it just, it counteracts whatever I'm doing with typing on the keyboard. The last couple of months, my hands have been feeling a little funny. Not, not as, as good. I, I, I miss it. I miss hitting the heavy bag. I miss getting out to the gym. I think we all do. Some of us who are in States where you can't get out to the gym, it's, it kind of wears on you, doesn't it? On some bros, it caught this thing caught them, caught them single, caught them without a girl. It's funny because I've ran into guys with, with different stories. Actually, a girl who told me a story. Some people just because of quarantine just happen to just talk to their neighbor, talk to that one person at work, and that person got in. Maybe they didn't have a chance before, but be, but they took advantage of the quarantine and they were just the ones that, that exceeded at, at getting that girl. And there are people that were not in a position to really talk to anyone. And then after quarantine, they're single and it's making a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are, are upset out there and feeling lonely and this whole quarantine and everything has caused more people to commit suicide. Also the, the financial hit that many of us are taking has also made people uh, a, a little bit stressed out and upset. So um, I don't even know where I'm going with this topic today, bro. I'm just wait, wait, let me, let me help you out here. Okay. So right now you just moved to the Bronx. There's a lot of fucking women, bro. Beautiful brunettes. I would love it there because I love like Italian. I love like, you know, that type of Italian, a lot of Italians were there, right? A lot of Italians. I don't, I don't live there, bro. I live in Long Island. All right. There's a lot of times in Long Island, I'm assuming, right? You know, let's put it like this. It's kind of funny. But if you're in Long Island, Nassau County, Suffolk County, uh, probably the worst place for the type of women that I like to date. Uh, Which are? Get, I like women in their, their 20s. Um, usually okay. no kids. So you're into Most the like no kids. Most of the kids. <laughs> you're, you're into the father-daughter thing. You're I'm into only, the father-daughter fantasy. Nah, we I'm get only, it. So you're I'm only, I'm only 40. So, so let's check this out. So, <laughs> so, so what but, do you do? But out here in Long Island is mostly, is mostly women with two, three families, kids that are divorced. Yeah, like, like okay, so everybody's divorced with kids out here in Long Island. So mostly just like divorced women with kids. Some of the younger, more good-looking, hot women, they found jobs near the city and they're living over there in, in, in a little room with a bunch of other girls their age. I mean, it's what it is. But you're not far from the city, bro. How far are you from the city? You can take the subway and get to the city in like oh, five can, minutes, right? I can. That's no problem meeting, meeting women. It's not an issue. But yeah. So how are you meeting women? Answer that and then I'll, 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 uh, I'll finish um, it off. How am I? How am I meeting them? I'm not. How are you meeting women right now when you can't even take them to a restaurant? You can't take them out. Everything's like you have to wear a mask, and if you take them for coffee or to so you have to wear a mask. How are you meeting women now? Help help the guys out. Uh, how to meet them? How are you meeting them right now? Okay, okay. No, it's, it's real simple. Uh, uh, two ways. If if you're in a state where quarantine's got you pretty locked the fuck down in your home, uh, you better be funny. You better be funny. You ha better have some memes. Do something and, and talk to that girl. On, uh, on, on electronically. A lot of guys have gotten in like that in these last few days. I mean, girls at home board, you're at home board, can't, can't get out. No, you're not going to, to the job. Shit's shut down. Just uh, keep up conversation and be good at it. If you, are, if you are able to get out and you get out, just be exercising. Get a bike. Go on, a, on places where bikes are at. Make sure you're running. Make sure you're at the gym. 
uh, go to different gyms. They're outdoor gyms now, groups. A lot of stuff has popped up as options. Go engage in some of those and meet people there, meet women there. One of the best things you could do to meet, meet girls, really, is like go to do stuff, the stuff that you like to do, and there will usually be women there. Go to yoga. ton of women at yoga. Everybody's half naked, too. It's incredible. So just, just do it. Just go out. It's not the end. I mean, it's real easy to meet people. You know, it's real easy to meet people. It's real easy to... Um, this is what you do with yoga. I'm going to jump in. With yoga, um, a lot of yoga studios are actually doing Zoom. They're doing Zoom. So you can go on their uh, social media and actually take the Zoom classes. And you can actually interact with other people doing the classes. So if you're a single guy, there might be one other guy doing the class. And you got like 15, 20 women. And then you can hit, you can go on their, their social media and see, you know, does the, does, is she married? Does she have a boyfriend? Is she single? Is she looking? You know, she's dating. You can see what kind of girl this, and then you can kind of get to know her that way. And then when they reopen the studio and you can go in person, then you can be like, yeah, hey, yeah, remember me? Yeah, I was on, I saw you post on there for a while. They'll see your post, you know, post here and there. Don't be a, a creep. Don't be stalking. Then when you meet her in person, you can befriend her. And then after, you know, a couple classes, be like, hey, you know, you know, she's single, right? She knows you're single. No funny business going on. Ask her out. Ask her out. Hey, you want to go grab a smoothie, you know, after class? If she says no, then you know she ain't into you physically. Because if she's single, what's the only reason she's going to turn you down is if she's just simply not into you physically. Or she might be dating a guy and just on social media putting down she's single. I don't know. But so, I mean, that's, that's a great way to meet women. Yeah, yoga is the best place because you're outnumbered, bro. You're outnumbered. Like 20 to 1 doing yoga. Yeah, just get to activities and do things where women are at and just be a desirable man. Don't be a creep. Be somebody who's desirable. Be somebody who's doing something. Somebody who's doing something. Somebody who's got a project. It's so easy to just pick up a new project, pick up a new hobby nowadays, pick up something new that, and I, I shouldn't say hobby, pick up a new project that can turn into something that can help you financially, professionally, emotionally. It's so easy now. With, with the internet, with even now that some courses that you have to maybe be there physically for before, you can now open that. Now it's opened up for you to take from home. You know, everything you can make a positive out of a negative. So if you're, if you're a dude and you don't, you're not too busy. It's that's what makes you lonely. That's what makes you go out and settle. That's what makes you kind of desperate. Be fucking busy. You know, I, I just, I ran into the, the situation kind of, I'm, I'm getting back into town, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, uh, Rick's this, definitely busy. It took us like an hour and a half just to start the podcast. And, and I was, been, his phone's been ringing. So that's beautiful. That's a beautiful example. Yeah. You know, it's funny. So the other day I was having a conversation with someone, right? Um, someone I know personally. And I just don't, I said, I, I, I came to the realization that I don't have many memories, recent memories of women that kind of, like you said, that kind of turned me down or weren't, or weren't interested or whatever. Like, and not because I'm the motherfucking man and everyone is, it's because if I didn't see interest from the start, I, I was gone really, really quickly. I didn't, I didn't linger at all. So they didn't even make a memory. And maybe that's one mistake that a lot of dudes make that they're, they, they know, they kind of know they're even friend zone or creep zone. Because a lot of women creep zone you too, where they'll know you, they'll talk to you, but you're you're not even friend zone, you're creep zone. Um, but you still sitting there dwelling and and you know knocking at it. It's kind of, what are you doing? So yeah, I was having a conversation with someone, and I said, you know, I don't I don't remember. I, I do pretty good when I when I aim, I fire. I do pretty good, man. I don't sit here and get ghosted and all this stuff. And the guy couldn't fucking believe it. And I um then on my way home, home on my way home, I I was thinking about it. I'm like, wait a minute. The reason that doesn't happen to me is because if the interest is not there, I go the fuck away. They've got to go out of the way to pull me back. And they pull me back, you better be ready. You're not ready? Go the fuck away again. And that's, I don't do this consciously. I don't sit there and build myself up to, to go away. I just like, I, I'm just busy. I just got shit to fucking do. So if you live that and you, and you do it that way, then it just happens. You know what I mean? Things just kind of 
if you're a dude there and you're developing or you've developed all these memories of getting all turned down, going cold, don't answer, you, you linger around too long. You should have forgotten about that person long ago. Long ago before you have all these, all these uh, rejection stories. Like you just got to move the fuck on. And the quicker you move on, the quicker, the quicker you run across someone who is interested. Right? That, that's what it is. What do you think, Steve? That's good, bro. We'll definitely talk about this again. But um, our producers are in my ear saying we're running out of time on this episode. But we're gonna we're gonna definitely talk about this topic on the next one. Uh, we'll have more to talk about. So for Steve, me, and Rick, has been another episode of Evolution Radio. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Uh, stay on after after the legal disclaimer for the joke, and uh, have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program. All right, so I'll just clip in the joke at the end of the okay. at the end of the show. So you want to go first? Or All right, right, guys. So uh, here's my first joke. It's it's you know I. Rick kind of hit me at the last minute with coming up with a joke. But this is a joke I haven't had the chance to bait Rick on on this podcast. So I guess I'll tell it around. So this, this guy, he walks into the tattoo par- parlor, and he decides to get his penis tattooed. One side of his penis says yes, one side says no. So when he got home that night, he was so excited, he took down his pants in front of his girlfriend, and he shows her you know, his new tattoo. And he goes, what do you think, honey? So she comes back and she says, you tell me how to cook. You tell me how to clean. You tell me how to do the laundry. And now you're going to put words in my mouth? So then he goes and he uh, basically. Uh, That's a good one. Bangs her. <laughs> That's a nice one. You're not going to put words in my mouth. That's a nice one. Yeah. I would have built it up a little bit more, given the guy a real motivation for tattooing that. Because it's a random thing to tattoo. I think it's a good idea. I think I'm going to build, maybe, I'll build it up. You want to hear mine? I have to do that. Do you like that? Do you like guys with t- tattoos on You want to you 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 hear mine? All right, yeah. Let's see. Right, so, so this is a, a new joke, right? AI technology, because this is we're doing 2020, right? So here's, here's a 2020 joke. <clears throat> so two guys are at the gym in the squash court, you know, just hitting it back and forth. <clears throat> One of the guys goes, oh, man, my, my elbow's been killing me, bro. I think I need to get out to, to a chiro, a doctor or something. The guy goes, listen, you know, before you waste all of your time and, and go pay that deductible, for 10 bucks, there's an AI doctor machine at the 24-hour pharmacy. Just go there, submit a urine sample into the machine, and it'll tell you exactly what's wrong with you and what treatment you need. It'll even push out a prescription if you need it. The guy goes, incredible. I don't believe it. He goes, bro, it's 2020, man, AI. Go hit it. Guy goes to the pharmacy, goes into the bathroom with the cup, puts puts the, the pee in, puts it in the machine, 10 bucks. Machine starts making noise, you know, boop, 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 and prints out a sheet. Says you have tennis elbow. Rest and avoid activities that aggravate elbow pain for three to four weeks. Apply ice or cold pack for 15 minutes, three to four times per day. Dip your elbow in warm water and Epsom salt twice per day for 15 minutes each time. And you'll feel improvement within a week or two. Guy was blown away. He couldn't fucking believe it. This machine had just diagnosed his tennis elbow with just a urine sample. So he grabbed another extra cup out of the machine, fucking went home. Said, honey, honey, could you, you just pee a little bit into, into this cup? Threw a little bit of his wife's pee in there. He says, I'm, I'm going to fuck this machine up. You'll see. Then he goes up to his, to his daughter. Says, honey, I need you to put a little bit of pee in this, in this cup. Daughter pees in the cup. Then he goes, and you know, his dog is not ready to pee yet. So he says, you know what? Fuck the dog. He's not ready to pee. I'm gonna grab a little little piece of stick. I'm gonna grab a little bit of dog poop from the yard and I'm gonna put it in the cup. So he says, so the guy's like, you know, I'm really gonna throw this machine off now. And then he goes into the bathroom, fucking jerks one, jerks off right into the cup. Last one out into the cup. Covers it, shakes it up, goo. Drives up to the, drives to the pharmacy, throws it in the machine, and the machine starts making, and throws the 10 bucks in there, 
machine starts making noise. Then a long sheet comes out and it keeps going. And there's more coming out. He's like, what the fuck is this? So he grabs it. And it says, machine says, your wife is pregnant. It's not yours. Get a lawyer. Your daughter's on drugs. Get her into rehab. Your dog has worms. Bring him to the veterinarian uh, for, for the worming. And if you don't stop masturbating, your, your elbow is never going to get any better. That was good, bro. That was good. You got that? You came up with that one? or no? That's a good one, right? <laughs> came up with it or no? Um, I read that when I was a kid. Oh, okay. So that's an old one, huh? Yeah, I read that when I was I a kid. I think I vaguely know that one. All right, guys. Well, you know, I, all I had to do is, is just add the, the AI and it's suddenly a new, jo- a new joke, so. Yeah, so, you know, right. we're not we're not just doing the jokes to impress you. We're trying to get everybody out there to just be a little bit funnier, be a little bit uh, funnier in everybody's life. Maybe you could hear a joke here and share it with friends and family. Uh, yeah, leave leave day. leave the leave at least with a little smile or a little laugh uh, in these trying lot, times. A lot of things going on out there, so we're gonna Q and A. Come up with a little joke. I'm gonna have one prepped up. Um, you know, see, I told you I was a good joke teller. Was that good or not? That was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it was right? good. It was good. You leave the parts where you kick your kid out of the room, too. <laughs> like, it's yeah, not I'm, you, it's me. I'm, I'm here recording the podcast, and my son is in here, you know, and I'm like, son, you got to get out of here. He goes, it's not you, it's me. What did I do? It's not you, son, it's me. Get out. I'm about to say something. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually listened to you. That's, that's, that's good, though, because most kids don't listen to their parents these days. Oh, my, my kids are incredibly well-behaved. Incredible yeah. how, how did I how did I build it up with my kids? It's, it's funny. I, I got beat as a child, but I didn't care about being beaten. My, I've never been one to to cower from physical pain. What I mm-hmm. cared about is before I got a beaten, my dad would always want me to explain myself. Like, why you do that <clears throat> stupid, dumb fucking thing you did? And a lot of times I just wanted to beaten. I wanted him to shut the fuck up and stop asking me what I did because I knew it was stupid. And I felt embarrassed to justify myself in mm-hmm. front of them because I respect this man so much. So I realized that, and my kids are kind of the same way. When they were little, they fall, boom, boom, just bounce off the ground, get up, keep running, no crying. So I'm like, all right, physical punishment will never work with these children. Uh, they just have to, they just have to, they have to just want to perform. You know, like my little one that just left here, his motivation for doing what he's told is he wants me to be proud of him. He wants me to be happy uh, about his behavior. And, and his punishment is for me to just be unhappy with his behavior, be disappointed by the way he's behaving. And that's, and that's it. And that's, I, like I said, I got beaten a lot, but I've never gave a fuck about the beatings. The belt meant nothing. I wish sometimes, again, we could cut the talk down. We could cut the, I'm disappointed. I can't believe it. Just, dad, just shut the fuck up. Don't make me feel bad. Just beat me. That'll, that'll, that'll feel, that won't feel as bad as you telling me how disappointed you are for doing this thing I did that I knew was fucking dumb, stupid to do. So, um, that's I remember I went out of this girl, the first date, she's like, we're, I don't know how we got in this conversation. She started talking about kids, having kids, and that she wanted to be able to, like, spank their kid, her kids. And she's from the South. And I was like, no, I don't believe in, I don't believe in that. And she got so upset over it. It was just like, I, I could have blown away. I, I guess she felt like that I was actually, like, going to have kids with her or something. Did you and ever get beaten as a kid? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, of course. I mean, you're and from. They fucked me up. Yeah. So were I don't you, agree were, with you, were you born in the states or were you born in in, in back where you were? Born? I was born in Cuba. Were you were you born in the states or were you born in Persia? I was born in Cuba. <laughs> so 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 I'm I'm asking a legitimate question. Were you born in the states or were you born in Persia? You're a Persian. I was right? born. I was born in. The... <laughs> I was Persian. born in the states. I was born in the states. Okay. But your parents came here from Persia. No, something like that. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, they were born there and they came here, right? They immigrated. Yeah, yeah. They were born. yeah now, see, like I, I came here with my, I mean, I came here when I was nine. My yeah. parents brought me over here. But yeah. your parents, see, your parents, oh, it's cool. No, I mean, look, um, I'm, not a, I, I'm not against physical punishment. I just felt like I, I, could, I, could, I, could, I could raise my kids without it. The state is over. <laughs> we disagree the state is over no the girl literally like that was her like she got so pissed off she's like what so if we have kids i want to be able to hit them ah! 
she, oh my god it was i was just blown away like these girls actually think if you go on a date it means the guy actually wants to have kids with you it's look kind of it, it, he, here's the here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing here's how i feel about physical punishment in, in that regard there could be a time thank god it didn't hasn't happened to me with my kids but there could be a time where you just have to slap the fuck out of them like really literally like it could happen you know what i mean um but you just you just don't let her come to that. But if your kid ever brings you to the point where you have to slap the fuck out of him, you, you just gotta do it. We're not having kids, right? That's it. You know, you just We're gotta not do having it. Kids. What I don't what kids. I don't agree with is like is like this. Oh, when we get home, you're gonna like when dad gets home, I'm getting a spanking, and you know that, that's that's not that's not good. But if you're at the spot, if you're at the moment, if you're at the motherfucking Walmart, <laughs> okay, if you're on the street, you know. And and this child is, is like throwing himself on the ground and you like can't can't get him any place, can't go anywhere with him. Yeah, you grab him ball on me, fucking smack the shit out of him. They'll walk. Then they'll walk. But see, my kids never did that. They never threw themselves on the ground at a fucking thing. They never do they, they never like threw stuff at a table at a restaurant or made a scene. Just shit never happened with my kids. So I never had to spank them. Any any of the three of them. But like, yeah, if you if you've got a, a child and he's like on himself on the you already did a shitty job right if you're at walmart and your, your kids on the, the fucking ground crying and that that's the way you and him interact you're already fucked up and then <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah no no you're already fucked up before you get there and then you you know you're a restaurant that, and again some kids don't really respond to some human beings don't respond to physical pain like that you did and you could spank that kid he might cry a little bit he'll go right back to doing it again what the kids should care about is disappointing you. What the kids should be should care about is living up to a standard, create a standard for him that he's got to live up to. And he's, you know, grandmas and, and TTs and, and your favorite kid because he lives up to the standard. And his kid gets up every day to live up to that standard because that's how love comes from the families to, for him to be this, this great little guy. I don't know. That's just the way my kids have come up. And well, my kids just incredibly well behave. No, no physical punishment. No, no big stuff. Take console away for a week. Sometimes with the misbehave, give me your phone. I'm taking your phone for the rest of the, your pot. Your iPod stays here. That kind of stuff. But besides that, they really just want to be good so to not disappoint the adults around them. Yeah, they just they just want to be good kids because they, they the, the appreciation they get from grandma, from TT, from mommy, from daddy. From the other TTs, from the other grandma, just for them being good kids, is just them wanting that appreciation is enough to keep them in line. And 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 what breaks their heart, it's it's the, the adults not approving of of them being uh you know misbehaving, acting a fool. Cause the kids know, kids know. We anybody, just anybody that feels bad about disciplining their kids, you're, you're a fool. Your kids will will actually love you more for for bringing good, just discipline. And kids know when they're misbehaving. Don't think one of the disagreements that I got into with my 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 baby moms for my younger child is that she felt like she felt like I shouldn't even raise my voice at him or try to discipline him because I should be almost she wanted me to make up for us being separated and the time that I don't spend with him wanted me to make it up by not disciplining him disciplining him or asking him to behave appropriately when we're together. And I explained to her, like, look, you're getting it wrong. He's not going to love me less for, for raising my voice and expecting good behavior out of him and bringing just, just discipline into our interaction. He, he, he'll respect me for it and he'll love me for it. Obviously, the child can, can knows when they're misbehaving and they know, and they can also know when, when the adults just being a fucking asshole. Cause sometimes parents can be assholes. They come home from a, from a long day and they, you know, they beat on their fucking, on their kids for no reason. Yell at them for no reason. That happens too. And, and, and a child, even if you don't understand that they know when they deserve the yelling at and they know when they don't. So if you're just adult and when they misbehave, you bring them back in line and you're like, look, this is how things got to be. And they understand that they just got yelled at. They touched that hot flame because they were stepping out of line, out of good, appropriate behavior. Again, at a restaurant, at a Walmart, wherever. That child knows, and and you, you they love you for that. You actually, are, they're not. They don't resent you for discipline. Look at look at yourself in your past. 
every person that's brought you discipline and you will understand how much you began to love them. If you were ever in the army, if you were ever in the, in the, in played a sport, if the coach, if the sergeant, lieutenant, whatever the fuck brought just discipline, meaning discipline was appropriate for the, for, for when it needed to be that, that man probably was, was at your weddings, probably the godfather of your kids, something crazy like that. Even though they, they yelled at you and, and raised their voice and maybe told you about your shortcomings at times. You'll respect the fuck out of that. So just discipline and that's it, man. But yeah, being the kid, sometimes you might have to. Sometimes you might have to. It's not, no, but no, no person is beyond, is beyond a little ass whooping at any age. You know, maybe, obviously baby's not, but you, know, you get a, a seven, eight, nine-year-old, you know, you're a nice restaurant, they're throwing shit on the table because something something they don't like about what happened in the day oh dude we're, I'm, we're, we're going to the parking lot beating your ass <laughs> but you know never never happened with my kids thank god right yeah but i mean i don't think there's any evidence that beating your kids like that in public actually resolves the the behavior that's the problem oh, oh no 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 um I, I don't know i don't oh do, oh no there is evidence you watch it right away I mean, there is evidence. You, oh, yeah. You, you've well, never, I mean, every serial killer has had been beaten as kids. Uh, no, Jeffrey Dahmer, no, was, fact, Jeffrey, Dahmer was, Jeffrey Dahmer wasn't beaten as a kid. Huh? Jeffrey Dahmer was not beaten as a child. Oh, okay. <laughs> let, me, let me look it up right now. I don't know. <laughs> he was up. something as a kid. No, he had incredible. Apparently, from what I understand, he had incredible parents. Hold up. That's some issue. Like Pogo the Clown, his dad would beat him. Every day he'd come home and his dad would beat him over something that he didn't like. And he yeah. ended up being a serial killer. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, um, apparently, I, from what I understand, Jeffrey Dahmer, there's a, there a few of them that had incredible parents. Something else happened. Maybe a neighbor or something did something to them to mm -hmm. fuck them up. Well, Rick, I'll tell you what. After the wedding, when we adopt... Uh, you know, we're going to have to have a talk about this before we adopt, before we stop, we start adopting children. Okay. Cause we have different, <laughs> we have different, we have different opinions on this. That is All funny, right. bro. All right, guys, so, it, it's, it's so funny that a girl would be on a date thinking about this. Yeah. It's so funny. I bring it up. I would just, yeah. so did you tell her that you strongly disagree or you sort of disagree? No, I was like, I don't think that's right to hit it. You know, and she's like, I'm not saying beat them. I'm saying you spank them. But that the the same girl, like I went to her house and she actually like spanks her cat when a cat's bad. She actually spanks her cat. She goes around beating everybody. <laughs> her cat's so fucking mean. Did she did she, she like to did cat. she like did she like to get slapped around during sex? She liked her hair grabbed. What, during sex? Yeah, yeah. She's she like, like to, one of those uh emos. Did she like to get names called? Did she like to get names called? Mm, I don't think so. She's one of those emos. She had like, um, um, uh, uh, like a nose ring and like tattoos and shit. Yeah. She's one of those types. You know? Mm. All right, guys. So, <laughs> all right, guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Have a good one, buddy. All right. per the Persian man. <laughs> you do like a Persian, bro. You got hair on your chest. You just need like a, usually like a big gaudy chain and just to, uh, just like Persian. Oh. Having like a button shirt, white button up shirt with like this, more lines, and just just the, the sleeves rolled up, like this chain, like this chain. Yeah, you need like a gold yeah. chain. There you go. There you go. Right. See that? What is that? I had this one time. I was doing a podcast. I had my camera on the ground, and it was pointing at this thing. And Trevor got so pissed off, bro. Why? Trevor's like, "What is that, Steve? What is that?" Because <laughs> it's it's basically like a, an alien cross. Yeah. It's like a pagan cross, and Trevor got so fucking pissed. I didn't mean for him to see it, and I was like, "Oh no, I don't know what you mean, bro. I don't know." Um, so did Trevor get married in August? Was Trevor getting married? Ah, uh, shit, man. I don't know. I never got an invitation. <laughs>